0: good afternoon everyone good afternoon good afternoon good afternoon i want to thank you all for tuning in um literally so, I am I do apologize for my tardiness., um, I was supposed to come directly on at twelve noon. So, with that being said, um, I wanna give some of you a few minutes to come on say, hello to me." Lord help me say hello to me don't allow your continence to change your confidence Bible study is starting today which is December the 14th 2022 and I thank God that he has given me another opportunity um come through and to give what they say of the lord amen um a lot of times um we really don't understand what god is doing we really don't understand why god does what he does whether it's in our marriages whether it's in our relationships Whether it's in our finances, whether it's with our children, um, we will never understand. We will never understand the whole plan that God has for his people. And we have to literally um, ask ourselves, you know what is really going on like what is really happening in our lives is this really taking place is this really you know going on right now but it is if i I could just be completely honest about you know what's happening and, and what's taking place um i know where god has me i know i don't know the whole plan um I don't know the whole plan. I don't know the whole plan that God has for me. I don't. But but what I do know is that he is in control, that he is completely in control. And because he's in control and because um, he does what he does, we have to trust his plan. We, we have to trust his plan. So um, let's see we have to trust this plan. We have to. I'm getting there, y'all. I'm giving y'all a few minutes. It's 1210 in five minutes. We'll go ahead and start. Amen. In five minutes, we will definitely go ahead and start. But I want you all to get to where you need to be right now so that nothing can stop or hinder um what's going on. Okay. So mm, 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 mm. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this to where it needs to be, but I'm having a problem sharing it to a particular place. And I'm not sure why. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. see. Okay. All right, here we go. So welcome to Can We Talk About It Live Bible Study. 12 noon Bible study. Now I can give you my full attention. And I can have y'all's full attention. So on I'm, I'm this on I'm the rest of this week, um, or um, it won't go into let me just relax. It won't go into um, this this teaching this series that i'm doing this title don't allow your continents to change your confidence amen and i will be coming from um the book of job and so um you you will hear a lot of people say um i have that job like faith and i have that that Job mentality you know it i i understand the place that Job was in and i have to honestly say that I truly don't believe that people who say that have really been through um, trial and tribulation, trial and error, um, struggle in in any area. Um, Can I say that, let me give you a better example. Um, When I read the book of Job back in 2005, when I read it, I read it with a carnal mindset. That I felt like there's no way that I would stand in the midst of adversity. There's no way that I couldn't find myself not blaming God. Like there's no way that I could find myself even sane to lose children, to lose friends, to lose land, to lose money, to lose everything that I have and still find myself saying, God, I trust you now i'm just, i'm going to be in in that moment of that time of my life um there's just no way reading it with a carnal mind i was like oh no that's i don't think i would be able to handle that but even though i just said when people say oh i have that job like faith or oh i have that job mentality or, oh i'm just like job i really don't understand and and and, and, and and again, and I'm going to stand on that. You literally would have to been through some stuff, that you've lost some stuff. You've lost some businesses. You've lost some children. You've lost um, your mind. You've lost so much that I really, because I'm telling you, what I went through from 2004 to 2006, I'm telling you that from the moment my struggle began, from the moment betrayal began, from the moment hurt began, from the moment I lost my job, from a moment that I was being accused, from the moment of me sitting in my car getting ready to commit suicide because it was too much. Like I was literally about to take my whole life. And at that moment, I didn't blame God. Like I didn't say, God, why are you doing this? Like, I don't remember I said anything concerning God at that moment. I was just like, I can't handle it. Like I can't deal with this. It was such a struggle. I, Cause I had never in my life, I have been homeless. I have been molested. I have been raped at the age of 13. I have been and foster home, I have been um, without food. I have been running with my, my mom, running with me and my brother away from some crazy man. Like I have been through some stuff in my life, literally, but compared to 2004 to 2006, that being homeless and pregnant, through all of that, I, I I I never suffered depression. I never suffered like I, I just I haven't. But to go through betrayal and to go through such hurt and pain and turmoil as 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 like that that what I went through between two thousand and four and two thousand and six that compared to nothing that I went through in my past literally that compared to nothing i literally was like how is it that i can make it out of homelessness that i can make it out of starvation that i can make it out of having a child at such a young age i can make it out of being molested i can make it out of being raped i can still go through high school and still go through smiling and all of these things but between 2004 and 2006 I was ready to just die like so when you so when you hear people talk about job and i don't, you 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 can't and i'm just going to be honest you can't because if you have never experienced what job had gone through and not one time you say why god then you've not had that job like faith you've not had that job experience because job he never changed his confidence he never changed his character he never changed his integrity he never changed in who he was when his continents changed and he went down in sackcloth and ashes, he didn't curse God. He didn't curse God. He, he did say that he had wished that when he was being conceived, that God would have not allowed that, that moment to happen. But he never doubted God. He never walked away from his faith he never he just didn't he just did it like at all but his wife right was like just curse god and he said to her you sound like those heathen women you sound like those foolish women so at that moment job even recognized You don't even sound like my wife, we're one, we're in this together. If I'm struggling, you should struggle along with me. We should be trying to help each other out to get through this this difficult situation that we're in. So, and I understand that you may not be able to handle it. And I understand that you may not be able to deal with it. And I understand that you may not understand what's going on, but I need your strength. I, I need your strength i need you to strengthen me i don't need you to look at my struggle i don't need you to downplay my struggle i don't need you to look at my sores i don't need you to look at me with such disgust. i don't need you to look at me with such disgrace i don't need you to do that i need you to strengthen my mind i need you to strengthen my heart i need you to strengthen me in every area of my life and where I am right now so I don't understand why you talking like those folks who don't know who God is oh I need y'all to catch this so yes it's so hard for us listen y'all know how we do when men go through they don't they don't cut their hair when women go through they shave their head off that's 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 a, that's reality not every man and not every woman but there are some women when women you could tell when a man is going through, and you could tell when a woman is going through, and they may not go through the same way with similar situations, but you could tell in their appearance, you can tell in their behavior, you can tell in their actions, you can tell their continence changes, their appearance changes, the way they used to talk. They're not talking like that before. The way they used to look, they're not looking like that before. So when God gave me this, don't allow your continence to change your confidence. You don't have to look like what you're going through. (laughs) I need y'all to catch this. You don't have to look like what you're going through. You don't have to, you don't have to act out of your your character. You don't have to act out of your behavior. You know, in children. When they are cu- when they are cutting up, or they're getting in trouble, that they're acting out because something is happening within them. Something is going on in their life, and so because they don't know how to express it emotionally, they don't know how to express it properly. Right? So they they act out in what their behavior, their attitude changes. Their their behavior changes. They 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 cut up in school. They cut up at home. Some, some children go out and they are stealing. Some children go out and they're fighting. Something is happening. And you'll hear sometimes, well, they just need to spank it. They just need a butt woman. They just need somebody to pop that behind. But that's not always the case. That's not always true. Now we have to be cautious about how we discipline our children because we don't know if it is behavior or depression. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We don't know if it's behavior or depression. We don't know if it's molestation or parents' violence going on at home. We don't know they, because children see things, they hear things. So I heard a woman on TikTok that said, children make mistakes, but adults make decisions. So whether it's a mistake or whether it's a decision, your confidence don't have to change your confidence. If you're going through, you're going through, but go through with your head high, go through with your shoulders up, Go through with confidence, knowing that God is going to bring you out. And if you don't know who God is and you're not a believer, and this message is still for you as well. Because if you don't know who God is and you're going through some trials and tribulations and you're going through struggle and you're going through some things in your marriage and you don't serve God and or your, or your spouse don't serve God, you still don't have to look like what you're going through. And thank you, Holy Spirit. And no, it's not masking your it's not masking the problem. It's not mat, it's not putting a smile on, but I'm I'm sad behind my smile. Some people are doing that, but hear what I'm saying. If 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 you think depression, you're gonna be depressed. If you're having a bad day, that's a choice. That's a decision. If I'm having a bad day, I can make a choice. I can I can change my atmosphere. I can change the way I'm thinking. I can change it to where I can be happy or I can stay stuck in whatever's going on in my life and go on in that. So I'm mad today. So everybody around me, they about to be mad too. I'm mad, you are gonna be mad. And it doesn't have to be that way. So I said all of that to say this. Don't allow your continence to change your confidence, because what happens is if you allow your struggle to change your confidence, you're not going to make it out. You'll make it out, but it won't be easy. You'll make it through, but it won't be easy. You have to make up in your mind how you choosing to go through. You have to make up in your mind what you're going to allow at that moment in your life you either going to have to say, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to leave it at the altar, or I'm going to leave it in his hands, or I'm going to call two or three people to help pray me through. And again, if you're not a believer and you don't know who God is, call you some positive friends, get with some positive people. Don't get with folk that's, listen, don't get with folk that's struggling the same thing you're struggling with. Don't go to folk who dealing with the same thing you're dealing Who's leading who? who's guiding who who's helping who that's what you have to understand so it's the same thing as i listen i i i'm i'm here in columbia south carolina hear me and hear me well i'm here in columbia south carolina and at any given moment Something may pop off or something may happen. And I'll begin to think about this or I'll begin to think about that. But immediately I allow, listen, the Bible tells us to cast down all evil imagination. And I don't know if I'm saying that scripture right, but you cast down those evil thoughts. You cast down those evil imaginations. You cast down those bad seeds that you're even trying to plant in yourself. You got to cast them down. Yes, you may, you may think about it, you may even ponder on it you may even stay there with it but just don't stay broken don't stay hurt don't stay in that negative place don't stay in that bad place turn some some music on you know how we do when we cleaning our house we cut that music on and we happy we going and we singing along but when people are sad what do they do they put on sad music when people are sad they put on sad, all that's gonna do is make you even more depressed. When you're sad, why watch a sad movie? Why why be around sad people? Why get up? Get out, go, go, go be happy. And if you struggle with getting up and going out to be happy, and you, you're not allowing your, your confidence to, 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 to be changed, you need help. You need somebody. That will help you along the way. You need somebody that can ask you questions. Why are you in this place? What is going on in your life? What's happening right now? You know, well, my finances is a little down, and I don't understand what's going on. Well, you know, um, do you need do you need a financial coach? Do you need do you need a, a, a financial counseling? What is it? Don't stay to yourself and suffer in self. You don't have to do that. Some of you have to understand that it's a choice. I don't have a I don't have a choice. You everybody has a choice. Everybody has a choice. So on today is going to start this new series. Don't allow your confidence to change your confidence because it's just about allowing the your gift, your confidence. You everybody has confidence. But because of past instances, past mistakes, past struggles, past relationships, past marriages, uh, past hurt, uh, whatever that has taken place in the past has allowed your confidence to be seared, has allowed your confidence to be broken, has allowed your confidence to be confused. So you, so people say, well, I just need some, I just need some, I just need a bunch of friends. You really don't, you really don't need a bunch of friends. You you need some people that will be, that are able to uplift you, able to encourage you, able to let you know that you are beautiful and that you are worthy and that you are special and that you are genuine and that you are a one of a kind that's all you need and sometimes you don't have those people to speak life into you you don't have those people to speak to your confidence to help build it you you need that self-worth you need that self-confidence you need that that self that self-alliance you need to learn how to speak to yourself you need to learn how to when nobody else is going to pat you know, let, me let it, pat your own self on the back oh since i went i thank god you know what I'm saying? So in it, 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 but here's the thing. It is so hard. It is so hard. It is absolutely hard to do just that. It literally is. But then you have to ask yourself, do you want it? Do you want, do you want your confidence to override your continence? Or do you want your continence to override your confidence? It's a choice. So listen, Lord God, I thank you on today. Lord, I thank you for the word that's coming, Lord God. God, I thank you for those who are watching publicly and privately, Lord God. God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, clothed in my right mind with activities of my limbs, Lord God. I thank you, God, for being the head of my life, for being my life, Lord God. As I decrease, you increase, Lord God, that you allow your spirit to, to 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 subdue everything that needs to be subdued, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you on today because this is the day that you have made and we are to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, I thank you that even on the days that I've allowed my continence to be sad, I allow my continence to, to show more of an expression than to, than to, um, than to, Um, let my expression change because of where I'm at at that moment. So God, those who are needing help on today, marriages that are needing help on today, uh, uh, wives and husbands that needs to be encouraged on today, Lord God, lift them up, Lord God, lift them up, Lord God, lift them up, Lord God, encourage their heart, Lord God, allow their minds to be open to receive, allow their hearts to be open to receive, Lord God, continue to create To create all of us a clean heart and to renew all of us a right spirit, Lord God, so that whatever that we wherever that we are and whatever that we're doing, Lord God, that you would get the glory out of our lives, Lord God, that 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 somebody that needs to hear a word on today will receive it in Jesus' name and it won't be judgment, it won't be condemnation, Lord God. If anybody on here needs salvation, Lord God, allow them to open up their mind to believe that you are the Son of God, Jesus, and that Jesus, you are the 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 Son of God. And and, and God, you are the the God of heaven. You are the of this world, you are the God of this earth that you are the God of creation you are the God because you are a creator Jesus we thank you for being Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Nisi we thank you for being uh uh Alpha and Omega, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus we thank you for taking the, the initiative and coming down because God loved you so much and he gave you to us and but you've shown us how to walk you've shown us how to talk you've shown us how to go through the betrayal, you've shown us how to show grace. You've shown us how to receive mercy, Lord God. God, you're, you're still teaching us how to love even on today, God. So God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for being the great I am. We thank you for being the lily in the valley. And Lord God, on today, look on those who have lost a parent Look on those who have lost their children Look on those who have lost their Siblings Look on those who have lost a loved one Lord God That you will comfort their heart and You will comfort their mind Through these holidays Lord God Because some of these are still, The wounds are still fresh Lord God Their heart is still fresh Lord God The loss is still fresh Lord God So God look on all the people That have lost a loved one On this year alone Lord God That you will comfort their mind, their body, and their spirit, Lord God. And you will let them know that you are there for them, that you will comfort them. You will come and see about them, Lord God. And God, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love that you have drawn us with, Lord God. And God, continue to allow our hearts not to be broken, continue to not allow our hearts to be, to be, to be, to be, to to just be hurt, God, that you will continue, God, to touch everybody who needs a touch from you, Lord God. But God also allowed them to know that they must reach out and touch you as well, Lord God. That they could just touch the hem of your garment and be made whole, God. That they could just touch the hem of your garment and be made whole, Lord God. They could just touch the hem of your garment and be made whole, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, your word tells us that you already know what we have need of before we even. Even ask. But God, we understand that you just want us to reach out to you. You just want us to cry out to you. You just want us to to, to call on your name so that we could be made whole. That we can go and sin no more, Lord God. Because salvation is for all of us, Lord God. Salvation is just not for the sinner man. Salvation is not just for the unbeliever. But salvation is still for the Christians. Salvation is still for the believers. Because your word tells us that Philippians 4 and uh, uh, Philippians chapter 2 and, 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 and 12, it tells us, Lord God, that we are to work out our own salvation. So, Lord God, with fear and trembling. So, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for God. We thank you just for salvation because you died on the cross for us. You died on the cross for them. You died on the cross for everyone. You took their sins upon you, Lord God. You died for us. So Jesus continue to allow us to know that we must die for you as well that we must resist the devil so that he will flee from us as well that we can walk through this world that we can be in this world that we can live in this world and still have a good character and still have good integrity and good have and still have good communication and still have good relationships because you have taught us how we should love and not just love those who we know but love those who we hate love those who our enemies are love everybody and Lord God if there, I thank you Holy Spirit and I said it and I heard it so let me just say this if there is hate in your heart remove it right now in the mighty name of Jesus that hate can't stay in your heart that malice can't stay in your heart that jealousy spirit can't stay in your heart. That witchcraft spirit cannot stay in your heart. Your heart needs to be cleansed. Your heart needs to be clean. Your heart needs to be free in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord God, and, and in order for our continence not to change our confidence, our heart needs to be re-delivered. And our hearts need to be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord God, I thank you on today. I bless your name and I glorify you in the mighty name of jesus and look as i say what job said naked came i out of my mother's womb and naked shall i return thither the lord gave and the lord hath taken away blessed be the name of the lord and all of this job sin not nor charged god foolishly so lord god in these teachings teach us not to charge you foolishly teach us not to blame you teach us to trust you lord god in every area of our life lord god we will not curse you anymore after today we will no longer say why god we will no longer say why me we will no longer say god why did you do we will no longer put the those negative words in our mouths, but we're gonna trust you because though you slay us, we will trust you even in the midst of adversity. We will not just pray when in the good times, we would not pray when you bring manifestations, we will not just pray when you bring us a spouse. We will not just pray when you change our finances, but we will pray when our finances have taken hit. We will still pray when our spouse is doing the most. We will still pray when we feel like our change is not coming, Lord. God, we thank you. So teach us on this week not to allow our continents to change our confidence because we trust you and we love you and we glorify your name because this is not about us, Lord God, but this is all about you. So God, we thank you. We love you. Bless your name. We glorify you. And then with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say, amen. Amen, amen, go to Job chapter one and I'll begin the reading, Job chapter one and through the next, through the remaining of this month through the remaining of this year I will be right here in Job and I will continue to go forth in Jesus name, amen, amen so Job chapter one, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters verse 3 says his substance also was 7000 sheep and 3000 camels and 500 she donkeys and very great house and, and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east This man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Verse 4 says, and his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This did Job continually. Basically, Job was saying, Although that I know my children are sinners, although I know my children are sinners, although. I know my sin, my sons, my children, my daughters are sinners. I will continually to sanctify them. I will continually to rise up in the morning and offer God burnt offerings. I will continually and accordingly number them all. Job did this continually in spite of what he knew, what his children was doing, in spite of what he knew, how they were living. Job was a man that was greatest of all the men of the East. Listen, it appears that Job lived in the age of the patriarchs, which were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Most scholars believe the land of Uz was located southeast of Palestine. And the Dead Sea, or in Northern uh, Arabia, the land of Uz was located northeast of the Sea of Galilee toward Damascus. Listen to this, number one. Fearing God and turning away from evil are the foundation for Job's blamelessness and uprightness. Perfect refers to Job's moral integrity and wholehearted commitment to God. Upright denotes rightness in word, thought, and actions. Two, this declaration concerning Job's righteousness is restated by God himself in verse eight. Listen, verse eight. So let me go back to Job chapter one, verse eight, where it said, because I stopped at five. So let me go ahead and re- just read verse eight just for a moment. And the Lord said unto Satan, have you considered? My servant, my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and stays away from evil. Ask yourselves, do you stay away from evil? So when we look at that word, E-S-C-H-E-W. E, there. That word means to avoid habitually, especially on moral or practical grounds meaning in short shun ask yourselves: do you shun away from evil do you walk away from evil people is your mind evil is your heart evil do you shun away evil do you allow evil in your heart do you allow evil in your mind do you allow evil in your thoughts because according to job Job did not allow evil in his thoughts, in his mind, in his character, in his integrity. He was an upright, perfect man in all the earth, as according to the word. Verses two and three of Job says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him in earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and and shuns from evil, and still he holds fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him while without cause? Now, let me say this. Listen, clearly affirming that God, through his grace, can redeem fallen humans, So as to make them genuinely good, genuinely righteous and generally victorious over sin. Now in Proverbs, it does a scripture that says, a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. So just because a righteous man may fall, doesn't mean that he's evil. Just because a righteous man may fall doesn't mean he's done something bad. Just because a righteous man has fallen doesn't mean that he's a failure. Just because a righteous man has fallen doesn't mean he's been kicked out by God. Just because a righteous man has fallen doesn't mean he's done anything bad. But what it means maybe is that Satan has gone to God and said, well, no, God has gone to Satan and has asked, have you considered my servant? What are you wanting to do? What are you wanting to see? What's your plan? What's your purpose? What's your point? Because I know this is a man of God. I know that this is a woman of God. I know that they are committed to me. I know that they're to me. I know what they do. I know what they don't do. I know where they go and where they don't go. They know what they do. They pray. They pray every day. They pray over their children's sins. They pray over their friend's sins. They pray over their leaders' sins. They pray over these sins. They pray over that sins. They work hard in the, in the vineyard. They work hard in a household. He's a great husband. She's a great wife. What is it? What, what more do you want to come against them? Because I'm telling you, they're not going to turn their back on me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen, this statement shames and exposes as error evangelical teachings today that maintain that A, no believer in Christ, even with the now fully available help of the Holy Spirit, can ever expect to be blameless and upright in this life, and B, Believers must expect to sin every day in word, every day in thought, and every day in deed with no hope of overcoming the flesh in this life. Wow. Wow. Hear what it just said. This statement in verse eight that I just read, let you know that no believer in Christ even with the now fully available help of the Holy Spirit, because you got to understand that in the in the in the Old Testament there was no Holy Ghost. There was no Holy Spirit. I I'm that listen. I'm telling you. Read the book of Esther. And it will explain to you that there was a God, but His name was never mentioned. God's name was not mentioned in Esther. They were they were they were literally walking on faith and what they have heard through past up until that time. Read the story for yourself. But those of you who are watching behind the scenes, you you go ahead and, and reread it and if I'm wrong, come and check me. Come and correct me because see what happens is thank you holy spirit what happens is you have people that are on social media that won't come on but they'll watch from behind the scenes and then i'll turn and say did you hear what they just said that does not make any sense and that scripture they just came they just gave was wrong but in but in and but let's look at it truthfully sometimes we're, we're not perfect we're not perfect preachers we're not perfect teachers we're not it just said in we're not to be perfect in word deed or our thoughts but when it's been brought to our attention of our behavior our attitude our character our integrity somebody has to come and bring correction and wrecked it. have to be in a place of humility to receive correction so you can understand the conviction lord help me jesus so listen again verse 5 told us that i read that it says and it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about That Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. How do you curse God in your heart? Rejecting his word, rejecting the way you're supposed to live, rejecting how you're supposed to behave, rejecting how you're supposed to treat one another. That's how you curse God. When you don't obey his voice, when you don't obey his word, when you don't obey his statutes, when you don't obey his judgments, when you don't obey his commandments, that's how you curse God in your heart. When you hate other people, when he tells us to love other people, you cursing God. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, so as... A godly parent, Job was deeply concerned for the spiritual welfare of his children. He watched their conduct. He watched their lifestyle. So he was praying to God that they would be kept from evil and would experience God's blessings and salvation. Job exemplifies a father whose heart is turned toward his children by devoting the time and attention necessary to keep them from a life of sin so in this we as parents or we as spouses or or we as leaders we are to pray that they receive salvation true salvation We are to seek God on their behalf. We are to intercede for them on their behalf. We are to continually to take them to God in prayer that they will find themselves serving God, living for God, and that their lifestyle will change. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. Lord, help me, Jesus. We want our children to be blessed. We want our spouses to be blessed. We want our leaders to be blessed. We want God's children to be blessed. We want his sons and daughters to be blessed. We want this whole world to be blessed. But guess what? Somebody got to curse God. I said that just the way I said it. Somebody got to curse God. Why do I say that? Because Isaiah said that hell enlarges herself every day. Can I, can I back that with scripture? Can I back that up with with scripture? And I believe it's in Isaiah five. Help me, Holy Spirit. I believe it's Isaiah five. Yes, Isaiah chapter five. But let me start back up to, um, let me start back up. Let me go back up to, let me see. Let's see where I want to. Yeah, let me go. Let me go back up to 11. Let me go to Isaiah. Let me put that in here. Isaiah. Isaiah 5, and I'm going to start at the 11th verse, and then I'm going to read down to. um, Do I want to stop at 14 or do I want to go? I want to go all the way to. Twenty-four. Let me just go there. Let me just let me just read that part right fast. What time am I at? Okay, I'm at a good time. Okay, Isaiah chapter five, starting at the eleventh verse, and I'm going to read down the twenty-four. But I would I would insist that you all go and just read Isaiah chapter five together. Amen. So Isaiah chapter five, starting at the eleventh verse, and it reads, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink that continue until night till wine inflame them and the harp and the violet, the uh, vial the tavern and pipe and wine are in the feast but they regard not the work of the lord neither consider the operation of his hands therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hail, verse 14, therefore hail hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humble. And the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled but the lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment and god that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness then shall the lambs feed after their manner and the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat verse 18 says this again woe Beware, that's what woe means. Woe means to beware, to be to, to be aware. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin, as it were with a cart rope. That say, Let him make speed and hasten his word that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it. Verse 20 says, woe again, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 21 again, woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent for their own sight, 22, again, woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. 23, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. And 24, therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the lord of hosts and despised the word of the holy one of israel what does that mean let me help you out and tell you what that means there were six woes as an example there are statements of judgment and they are pronounced upon six types of sins one Selfish greed, two, drunken conduct, three, mockery at God's power to judge their sin, four, distortion of God's moral standards, five, arrogance and pride, and six, perversion of justice, perversion of justice, Christ's woes were spoken to religious hypocrites, can I say that again? Because I said it's a group on this morning. Christ's rose spoken to religious hypocrites. Because when you on the one hand, society often exalts sin by calling depravity manly strength or calling immorality and perversion true virtue, and commendable freedom on the other hand society opposes righteousness by calling it evil. Note, these two common examples where this pattern occurs. I can hear you. Sexual perversion is homosexuality and lesbianism. Is called a legitimate alternative lifestyle that should be openly accepted while opponents of such conduct who accept the biblical standards of sexual morality are called bigots who who perpetrate oppression, prejudice, and then pro-abortion advocates are called sensitive persons with a deep commitment to the rights of women while active pro-life supporters are called extremists or religious fanatics. Believers, however, must commit themselves wholeheartedly and irreversibly to god's standards of good and evil as revealed in his written word so 24 as i read to you that scripture there it says isaiah teaches the doctrine of just retribution for sin rejecting god's laws and despising his word will result in people being given over to the consequences of their sins and to divine punishment period so again we don't have a right to judge not even our children and what they're doing wrong because at the end of the day we must do what job did and what is that he sanctified his children he prayed every morning for his children why because they was living unrighteously they were drinking they were partying and they had cursed god in their hearts and job did not stop praying for his children. Job did not stop praying because of what he saw. Job did not stop praying because of what he knew. Why? Because he was a righteous and upright man in all the land. And he knew that prayer would eventually change them. He knew that prayer would eventually help them. He knew that prayer Would continue to keep him to keep love in his heart for his children. Because when you're not praying, you're gonna lose the love. I need to say that again. Lord help me, Jesus. When you are not praying consistently, what your children are doing, what your spouse is doing, what your friends are doing, what your family is doing, what your friends is doing, what your co-workers is doing, what your leaders are doing, or anybody that you know what is doing and you know it and you see it and you're not a prayer and you don't pray continually, you will allow what they're doing to consume you and it'll change your heart. It'll change your heart and it'll change your mind. And God will deliver them, set them free. They will go on in Jesus name and you'd still be broken. Because you allowed what they were doing to change your heart when you could have just kept praying to God and and, and sanctifying them and and laying hands on them and anointing them and putting them at the altar and putting them in God's hands. But instead, you judge them, you condemn them, you kick them out of the house, you put them out of your life because you think that's the righteous thing to do. And that's not the righteous thing to do. So I if I was you, I'd go back and I would definitely read Isaiah chapter five. So that'll help you. Amen. Listen, this is the last part. I, I, was, gonna, I'll try to go, I was gonna try to do all of one and two today. But God is good and this thing was good to me. And I'm only on, I'm only on verse six. But I thank God because I just said we're gonna carry it out. Do I think? So I got I got until December 31st to get Job done. Amen. So listen. So verse six says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. Can I say that? Can I say that again? Can I can I say that again? Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came among them as well. And the Lord said unto Satan, He didn't even speak to the sons of God, but you know, you always have that one person that stands out, and you just be like, Well, what you doing here? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said unto Satan, Where you come from? He said, Where you come from? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Satan is messy. Satan don't know how to mind his own business. Satan don't know how to stay in his own lane. Satan is always in somebody's business. He's always walking here and there. He's always looking to and fro because he's looking to do what? Three things, steal, kill, and destroy. God knew what Satan was doing because he's God. He just wanted to see if Satan knew what he was doing. That's why he asked. Because see, sometimes we can be in a place and don't know why we're there. And somebody said, why are you here? And then we just were like, you know what? I don't even know. I just, I just looked up and here I was. That's Satan. Because God is not the author of confusion. God is not double-minded. God is not unstable. And that's why in the beginning where I read that we're going to find some, we're going to be in some evil, some shape, form or fashion in word, in deed or action. Yeah, OK. Yeah, I, I think some of y'all are still pondering on that, that part right there. And again, verse eight, and the Lord said unto Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God. And ones that shuns evil. Verse 9 says, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Do with Job fear God for naught? Satan was like, so yeah. Satan was like, So, but does but does Job really fear God? That's what he was saying. Do God, do Job really fear you for nothing? You give him everything. You give him favor. You give him faith. You give him life. You give him water. You, you gave him he, he's got multiple children. You give him land. You give him money. You got you gave him livestock. He's got a, a house on the hill. He has a wife. Job has everything that he needs. Why we of course he would fear you. And I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there. We will ravine, we will, we will convene on tomorrow. Amen. At uh, 12 noon, we'll be right here. to can we talk about a live noonday Bible study? And we will we will start again at Job chapter one, and we're going to start at the tenth verse. So, if if you are watching and you are wanting to study along with me and go along with me, read Job. Don't stop where I'm at. Continue to read it, study it, learn it, know it. And and you will begin to understand that you don't need to allow your continence to change your confidence. Amen. May the Lord watch between me and ye, between me and you while we're absent one from another. And then with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost know that I love you and God loves you more. If it's the Lord's will, I'll see you on tomorrow at 12 noon. Amen. Amen.